What's up, everybody? It's your man, Danelle, a.k.a. Small Guy Promotions, a.k.a. Omaha Fatty, coming to you with another podcast episode of What's Up, Omaha? Today, I have a couple of special guests with us. We've got All Our Recipe, Sean and Apple Bendix. How you doing today? Good, man. How you doing today? Man, I am well. So let's tell the people what it is that you do and what All Our Recipe is about. Well, it's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, the acronym for All Our Recipes is an actual like Thai translation for my wife's mom's name. Or- okay. So it's it's really unique how we were able to take this concept and turn it into a name of a of we eventually wanted to turn into a brick and mortar restaurant. Right. So for right now we're at the Bellevue's Farmers Market. You see us there every Saturday. Not this unfortunately. My daughter's birthday is coming up, so we're going to take her on a special trip. So you can see us there every Saturday until the market is closed. Basically, what we do is we just we just make food from our heart is what it is we take all this food from us growing up and we just put it out there for you guys to taste and for everybody to enjoy um right now we're doing super simple just spring rolls and dessert wontons and breads and you know just things like that things that just get your palate warming up and taste you know wanting to see what we're about We're, we're trying to build ourselves up we we feel like bellevue and omaha in general is missing a really good modern thai cuisine so something that comes from the south like me in thailand from my wife bind it together to give you something elegant and tasteful and that's our goal i know my glasses keep slipping and falling man it's almost embarrassing <laughs> nah, nah, you're good. You're good. nobody would have even noticed if you didn't say that <laughs> so uh how long have you uh, been cooking how, how long has that been a passion for you I've actually started cooking when I was 14 years old in the restaurant just because, well, I'll be honest, I got expelled from school the second week of school for smoking weed on the bus. So I jumped in the kitchen, started washing dishes at a country club and fell in love with it ever since. And now it's 21 years later and still doing it and still loving it. Yeah. So my wife has 10 years of experience in it. We've both been cooking since we were knee high to a knee, but getting into the professional part of it, it's just been, it's a great thing. My wife, we actually have kind of a restaurant out in Thailand because her mom has a food spot out in Thailand that we help take care of. And she helped take care of since she was growing up. So it's been a lifelong thing and it's not going anywhere. Nice. Nice. That's good. Well, not going anywhere in the, in the terms of you're going to be here and you're going to like, you're going to go somewhere. Like you like, I see it. Uh, what you talked about was, you know, having a combination of you and your uh, wife's background um, which if people follow Small Guy Promotions or Omaha Fatty, they should know uh, by the, <laughs> the photos that I've shared with those spring rolls or the videos that I've shared with the spring rolls that, I don't know, man, those smoked pork butt spring rolls were quite possibly the best spring rolls I've ever had. It was just, oh, they melted in your mouth and it was like, buttery i don't even know man it was so good so i'm like 
I'm telling you, when I messaged you after the second time when we met and I had those, I was serious. Like, when can I get those again? Like, I need those now. Like, <laughs> they were that good. I was like, I got to get my hands on more. Thank you. And we got, we got more. I mean, you could always get a hold of us during the week, too, on our Facebook page. You could always hit us up. We're trying to get into the catering thing, get into that. Honestly, right now, I'm, I'm working as general managers at Domino's Pizza so we can get ourselves on our feet so we could open this thing up. We want yeah. to do this with as little overhead as possible. I've been on the phone the past couple of days with some future investors that are trying to get us into a truck and get us moving. So hopefully by next year, we're going to be inside of a truck doing this thing instead of carting it out of a Grand Prix at the farmer's markets, you know? Yeah, but you got to start somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Better to start small and, 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 you know, get your ducks in a row and then go from there. You got to um, crawl walk, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So something interesting that you told me before when we met was, like, right now a lot of places are closing down because of COVID, but you actually took it as an opportunity to start this up, right? Absolutely, we did. I figured, I mean, I got put on furlough from Compass Group, a big group, a big restaurant group, something huge, like the, the third biggest restaurant group in the world, you know, we're taking care of people. And something this small, or I mean, this disease is not small, but you know what I mean? Something as small as a little a germ can take and twist the whole world up. My wife and I, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and we're like, you know what? Why don't we take advantage of this situation? Instead yeah. of sitting doing nothing why don't why don't we start cooking food and start trying to get our name out there and set up like a ghost kitchen out of our house and then get into the farmer's market and get our names out there and get everything going so we can make something positive out of something negative yeah yeah and that's cool too for you to start it during this kind of time because you know i listen to a lot of motivational stuff uh because i need it myself some people think that i might be or I feel like people think that I'm always positive and that's not always the case. <laughs> I have to listen to stuff that gets me up sometimes too, because maybe yes. I'm, I'm having a day and I need to listen to some Gary Vee or some Eric Thomas or just whoever, man, some, some, something to get me going. So it's cool to see that you started this now because a lot of people, a lot of those people that I listen to uh, are saying that this is the time, take advantage of the time that you have now. Don't think about the things that you can't do, but, use it as a time to take a chance on something that you've been wanting to do. So I, I think it's, it's really cool and encouraging to see you guys step out on that limb and go for it. And like you said, you started working at Domino's just to make sure that you can pay your bills and whatnot, but you're still able to focus on what you really want to do. Yeah. That's dope. And that's, I mean, it's how it's got to be, man. This is family time. This was great for me, but I, the first two years of my daughter's life, I wasn't able to see her except for over like how we're doing right now on a Zoom conversation. Yeah. She was in Thailand. My wife yeah. had to finish up her thing. We needed to get all the paperwork done and taken care of. So it was great for me to have all this family time and spend all this time with them and for us to get close together like this. And the fact that it made it to where we, we got close enough to where we want to build a family restaurant just makes it that much more awesome. Like I don't like looking at things in a negative way. I like looking at life on a positive side. You yeah. got to find something out of something to make something happen. You can't just stay down. That's just terrible. And seeing all these mom and pop and family restaurants, it hurts my heart to see that they're all going out of business. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's really sad to see this happen because these, this is the backbone of our economy and people don't even realize how much culinary affects our economy until they see stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't even know what to do right now, except for just kind of, this is going to sound super duper terrible, but 
jump on the bus of getting some of that money's heading my way that they're not collecting anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want that to sound as bad as it's coming across. It's not meant to be bad, but hey, why not? Hey, man, you got, hey, you got to eat, too. Ha-ha, <laughs> you got to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But no, that's what I'm going to be the man. next Omaha fatty. I mean, look at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I get what you're saying, man. You know, somebody's – it's out there. Like, the fact that you are capitalizing on it, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, capitalism at its finest, right? So you're taking Absolutely. the opportunity uh, to do something you love and to – solve a problem uh, by providing food to hungry people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excuse the train noise in the background, man. I thought I'd be better to stand outside to do this. It's pretty oh, outside good, today. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so did you guys start at the beginning of the season with uh, Bellevue Farmer's Market or did you get in no, later? No, we got in later. We got in like halfway through the farmer's market because we had to get everything together. We had to get the menu together. We had to, we had to decide what we wanted to do. And so we got like halfway into the farmer's market we jumped in there and well it's been it's been exciting yeah it's been super exciting i mean we've helped the farmers market out they've helped us out so it's been really good yeah you you spoke about the menu a little bit uh and how you had you know spring rolls and whatnot can you give us a little deeper dive into what that menu looks like and what people can find if they come to the bellevue farmers market all right so basically we have a rotating menu of we keep it simple. We want to keep it super simple while you're there. We just want to give you snacks to walk around and see the fine, beautiful local produce and stuff. We actually get a lot of our produce from the farmer's market while we're there. Nice. And we do, we got a vegetarian spring roll, which is perfect for everybody that just don't want no meat. We have this chicken and potato spring roll. Oh my goodness. Does it, you like the pork one? I'm a big fan of it, but that chicken and potato spring roll, it, it's a curry spring roll, which a lot of people think curry, they're like, oh, this is going to be spicy. This is going to be coconutty. This is going to be savory. The only part of that that hits is the savory part. It's like the way that the, the yellow curry inside with the chicken and the potato melts, it's like, it's like a breakfast burrito. Yeah, yeah. And I had one this past weekend. It was good. <laughs> yeah, you walk around eating that, you're like, man, I got my breakfast. You go over to Queen Bee, get you some coffee. Like You walk around and enjoy the market at a much better, more elevated than you already were when you got there. Yeah, man. And of course, we got the pork spring rolls, which smoking for 17 and a half hours. I just got done doing a smoking day yesterday. Spent no time with the family whatsoever. Just stood in front of a smoker for pretty much two o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning doing brisket and pork. And, you know, and then we got these wontons. There's these cream cheese wontons that app she takes and just massacrates fresh strawberries and cheese. And like she does everything from scratch, just makes it herself and just put these things together. They're, they're amazing. And they're going to be rotating. Like we're, we're experimenting right now with an apple and brie wonton. We're trying to figure out a way to incorporate brisket into the spring rolls, you know, yeah. just, just stuff like that. We don't want it to be the same all the time. We're going to keep our common staple ones, the chicken spring roll, the pork spring roll, the veggie spring roll, and you know, the wontons, but we're going to mix it up because well, we're chefs and we get bored seeing cooking the same thing all the time. Yeah. That's cool. And, that's what, and you know, we like it because like you said, it's cool to get those staples, but when you're introducing and you're fusing things together, like there's, dude, there's so many different options that you can do. Like I had never had or heard of anyone doing a smoked pork butt spring roll. And when yeah. I saw that, I was like, yeah, man, let me, let me try some of those. Let me. I was sad that I only got two. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's why when I came this week, I was like, yo, give how many you have left? Cause I was, I was like, man, I'm about to buy 
however much money I had in my pocket worth of spring rolls because those things were so good, man. And we could always accommodate to that, too. If you let us know ahead of time, it don't matter who it is. You can get a hold of us ahead of time. We'll make sure to have it prepped and ready to go. You can come pick it up at the farmer's market. You can come to us and pick it up. You know, I mean, we can bring it to you. Depending on where you're at, it might cost you a little extra because, you know, gas isn't free. Right. <laughs> so, but we have all sorts of things, man. We can, we can do any, anything and everything you want us to do pretty much. So when you saying that, I mean, you know, that's a confident statement there. Let's, let's dive into your history more uh, in the culinary arts. Uh, you know, you say you started when you were 14. Take us through each stage of, you know, your, your, your experience. So this is, this is amazing to me. When I was 14 years old, I started washing dishes, and I would just watch the line cooks at this country club just rock it out. Yeah. It, was, it, was like, it was like a ballet. It was like a chaotic, fiery, sharp, angry ballet. There was cussing and screaming and beautiful food just coming out. It was an old school kitchen, man. Old school French chef, just straight up, no politically correct, nothing to it. Sexual harassment was part of every day. Like that type <laughs> of kitchen, you know? Yeah. And from there, I worked there for like six years. I worked my way up to be a lead cook there. I got to a point to where my chef was like, hey, Sean, you need to go to school. Like, you're done here. It's time for you to move on. I'm not firing you. I'm not telling you to leave. But as a mentor, you need to step up and go to school. So from there, went to the Orlando Culinary Academy, dabbled around in Orlando a little bit, worked at some great places like the Vines Grill and Wine Bar and some actually world-renowned places. Right. And then I moved up here to Nebraska. And for like the past 10 years, I've been at places, you know, like Sullivan Steakhouse, Jack Binion Steakhouse, Dante, Nick Strawhacker, great chef, great food. Um, I've been to, then I went to Compass Group because, you know, trying to do the family thing. So I was sitting around Compass Group for a while, a couple of years, just getting stuff done there. And yeah, I traveled to Thailand. I've been to Japan. I've, I've been into some pretty awesome places in the world and ate some amazing food and seen some amazing things. And from there, just kept like, a, it's a thirst and a hunger for us, you know? Yeah. So like, is that. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, we're going to be taking, at least every year, we're going to be taking a month to go back to Thailand and to see stuff there, and to go down to Florida so my wife can finally see what Florida is and what Floridian-style cooking is and how much yeah. it is so similar to Thai cuisine. You know, so okay. that way we can continue to grow and strengthen in our passion and our food. So that, that's cool, man. And um, I was going to actually ask you how you met your wife. So was that through cooking that you met your wife? Absolutely. I was a, a sous chef at the casino, at the Horseshoe Casino, and she was an intern. Okay. And, uh, well, we weren't supposed to do anything, but, I mean, when you find your true love, man, you find your true love. It is what it is. Hey, brother, you pe preaching to the choir. Um, I used <laughs> to manage a retail store, a shoe store. My wife worked for me. Um, I never looked at her like that, you know, during the hiring process, and then we Dude, yeah. It, yeah, it happens like short, that, like, Yeah, yeah, we started working together We didn't together look at each other time. like that. No, yeah. we definitely didn't. We were, we were like, okay, they told me to take the interns out. So I took the interns out. Yeah. And I mean, we hung out and whatnot. And I'll tell you what, actually, I think my wife hated me at first. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, we ended up falling in love. And then we let the casino know. And the casinos were like, hey, like. I can't move you to Harris, so, and we're not sending the intern back to Thailand, so 
we're going to go ahead and let you go. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. with that. You know, yep. that's how it's got to be. Yep. I, hey, brother, I know, like, that's what kept me from ever saying anything to my wife for a long time, man, because I was like, man, you know, I, I, I was going home telling my roommates, like, man, there's this girl at work. And they're like, just say something to her. I'm like, bro, she works for me. I can't do that. Like, <laughs> So then finally, I just had to do it, man. I was like, you know what? Life is short, you know, and mm-hmm. here we are, well, probably 16 years later, you know, we're about to come yep. up on the 15-year anniversary. Wow, congrats, man. Congrats. I got to ask you the secret of that later on. We're coming up <laughs> on our five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, dude, just, it's, it's a long road, but, you know, it's, it's a partnership, man. Give yeah. and take, like they say, so. Mm-hmm. Where I give it to her and she takes it all. No, that's just jokes. <laughs> Where is she at? We've been talking about her. Where's she at? She was here at the beginning. She's still here. She's she's really shy getting on the camera. She's super shy. She's been here the whole time. The no. There she is. Hello, Apple. Hello. Hi. <laughs> she's picking you. chilies from our chili plants back here. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, see, what we want to try to do is we got three quarters of an acre that we're sitting on. So we're trying to get a farm going in our backyard. Okay. And then that way, all the produce, except for during the winter time, you know, all the produce that comes into our restaurant is grown in our backyard. Yeah, man, dude, that's that local sourcing and like just being here. That's a big thing. Like I, I know we went down to uh, the kitchen table once, my wife and I, and the the vibe and the feel of the place was just different than a lot of other restaurants that we had gone to, man. And the, one of the owners uh, sat down with us and she was telling us about all the local sourcing that they do. And it's just great partnerships. Uh, it's a great food community in Omaha. So whether you're, you know, getting it from a partner or you're growing it yourself, uh, it's just a good thing to have, man. It, you know, it's good to have those connections and you know where Absolutely. your and veggies came from. So that's what wanted to start us at the farmer's market too. Cause I looked at that and I was like, babe, why don't we get to know these people too? So when we need things, we can hook up, we can make yeah. a connection. Like you've seen it. There's a beef vendor there. There's, there's vegetables there. There's, there's so much stuff and it's all within like, I think the furthest is Glenwood. Yeah. Is where it comes from. So it's like, why not? And you know what? Let's start giving these people some free food too. So they can eat it and see what our flavors are like. And you know, maybe, you know, we make deals. It's, let's, let's play that game and let's make a deal with these local people. So yeah. we're keeping the money within. We're not trying to buy something from Chicago or buy something from Seattle. You know, we're not, we don't want to do that. We want to keep the product within where we're at. We want to keep the money where we're at. I mean, small businesses, man, they're, they're the backbone of this country. That's what started this country. Yeah. And that's what we love focusing on is local source, small business situations. Yeah, man. I mean, we don't even go out to eat at McDonald's anymore that much, you know? Every hey. once in a while, Becca wants some chicken nuggets, and I can't tell her no. I mean, <laughs> when that little four-year-old looks at you like that, you're like, fine. <laughs> Brother, I, I know, man. I I mean, we'll still eat. Like, my daughter, uh, my, my nine-year-old, she'll, she'll want – she's got her her favorites, like Chick-fil-A and, yeah. uh, and Wendy's. Those are her go-tos. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll eat Freddy's or something. But overall, man, especially since COVID, I, I think um, – I really have turned the focus up on eating local. Uh, that was already something that I enjoyed doing, just doing business local in general. Um, but COVID definitely turned it up because I wanted people to know that, hey man, like I, I see what you guys are doing. We care about what you're doing and we wanna you know, 
keep that money here and keep you guys doing what you're doing because it's so tough right now. So yeah, and that's how it should be, man. I mean, we're we're believe it or not, this this world, we're all a brethren in one way or another. Like we, we, and we need to focus on it like that, man. I mean, so many people these days are so greedy and so, so into themselves and not paying attention to what's going on, yep, you me, know, instead me. of, yeah. I mean, it's a journey, not a destination, you know, and we're, we're in this together, all yep. of us. It, it would be nice if people would just understand that. Like, it's so much easier that way. Like, why, why do you want to be mad and upset and hateful all the time? Like, I don't yeah. understand that rationale. Like. It don't what make no sense. I grew up in the South. I know what hate is. I done seen it everywhere growing up, man. And I've seen it from different races. Growing up in Florida, you don't just see Americans. You see Haitians and Jamaicans and Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and people from England. And, like, you see them from all over the world. Like, you go down to Miami, you get on to South Beach, it's a plethora of just races everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I've seen what hate can do. And in my brain, it's like, why? Why is that even worth it? Like, none of that makes sense to me at all. Nope. So I'm with you, man. I'm, <laughs> with you. I'm so with you, bro. Like, you know, and you, you, you'll probably understand this or feel this also being in an interracial, you know, marriage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, <laughs> you know, you might think about that more than, you know, someone who's not, but when you look at it, aren't we all really interracial? Like, by yeah. this point, like, isn't everyone, like, bro, you're not pure anything. Everybody's mixed with something. Just, like, Absolutely. <laughs> well, one thing I say is, like, how I describe it to a lot of people is when you shave and you nick yourself, what color is your blood? It's the same color as mine. You know what I mean? It's the same color. We all have red blood. Yeah. We all – so – you know why if we look back completely in history man in all reality this world started in the africa and middle eastern area like human nature started in that way and just kind of flowed its way around the world yeah so that, if that means we we're born in one spot that means we're all brethren because we came from one spot i know it's weird like if you're doing good, sticking to your small-mindedness, just think of how great you could do if you open yourself up to the possibility of interacting. That's like saying, man, I want to get up and eat one thing every day. Like, yeah, that thing is good, but there's other things out there that are good also. Like, why would you limit yourself in any yeah, capacity? Like, exactly. But you know, I see that a lot too. Where I see a lot of people are like, "Oh no, I just eat mac and cheese and and chicken fingers. That's yeah. all I eat." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and you yeah. don't even know. Like, or, dude, there's or, so much better. Yeah, there's a whole menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're like, I just know that it's good. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, you get in your comfort zone, and it's it's hard to break out of. Like that's one thing that App and I have been working on right now to get this restaurant going is we were in that comfort zone of having money coming in from a different source. Mm -hmm. But now that we're finning on our own, man, it's like, you got to break out of that comfort zone and you got to, you got to take the risk and you got to take the chances. And I mean, who knows we might fail, yeah. but, but how do try. we know if we don't try? Yep. Yep. You tried. That's what it is, man. Yeah. So, all right. We, we talked about 
you know, possibly having some investors and a food truck down the line. Um, is that the goal is to get into a food truck and then get to a brick and mortar or like how, how do you see it? Your next step? Honestly, I feel like the next step is going to be a food truck. Um, like I said, cause we're trying to do this with as little overhead as possible. Yeah. I've opened so many restaurants that have failed because they just take out too much money and expect to be able to pay it off. It's like, it don't work that way. Anybody who knows what a restaurant is your first two years, you're, you're broke. You're completely broke because all your money's is going in to get that going. So the best way to do it, like we said, crawl before we walk. So we're going to get into the food truck and have, you know, get the food truck or buy it. It's going to be paid off when we get it. Like it's going to be paid off, ready to go. So all we have to worry about is taking care of the insurances and the licensings for it. I mean, yeah, we're still going to have those overhead costs, but anything is minimal. You know, we just, we want to make sure we go into this thing. Right. And so we're going to take our time and get into it. So we're thinking like the next year, get into a food truck and then within the next five years, get into a brick and mortar and have our own thing. We're going to do it here in Bellevue. We're not going yeah. to Omaha. We're not going to go anywhere else. We're going to do it right here in Bellevue. Nice. Nice. That's good, man. And the community of Bellevue is real supportive. I mean, Omaha is cool too. Um, but you know, with Bellevue being smaller, you see that in Papillion too, like, especially with Facebook and having all these groups, they're really trying to build up the communities and keep, keep those funds again, local, um, to try to support the community, man. So it helps everybody in the community when you do that. And, exactly. And for me, like I, I've always said it like this, like I'm not telling people to not go to McDonald's or Burger King or Walmart or wherever, but I'm just asking people to try to focus a little more on the, the local community. You can still go to those other places, but there's enough for everybody. Just mm -hmm. consider spending a portion of whatever you're going to spend with the local shop, a mom and pop. That, that's all. Because who knows? You're, you might actually find a better quality going to the mom and pop. Yeah. And, and one thing about like local small mom and pops and something that I've spoken about before, when I go to a local restaurant, I might see the owner. The owner might come out and talk to me. I'm not going to Walmart and seeing the owner. Nope. Somebody who, somebody who's all the way at the top, a CEO, make or you know, or board member or whoever, founder who makes all these millions of dollars and is not really in touch with reality of what you and I are actually going through. When yep. you go to a place and the owner comes out and you can feel the passion that they have for whatever it is that they do. That I think that even more makes you want to go and support someone because you see someone up close in personal living out a dream that we know it wasn't easy, especially now. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> it is not but, easy at all, man. Yeah. So if you can do this and, and still have that passion and that fire for it, dude, you're going to be successful. Well, I think that's the only way to succeed. You actually have to have the passion and the fire for it. Because yep. it's not easy, like we talked about. It's like, especially opening a restaurant. That is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, having a kid, yeah, your first few months, kiss your sleep goodbye. Yeah. But imagine doing that for two and a half years in a row, constantly, day in and day out, taking abuse, taking the heat, taking the work, always having something pop up. Because there is never one day in the restaurant industry that something different doesn't pop up. I mean, it is what it is. It's super hard. Yeah. If you don't have that love for it, if you're not crazy, like I feel like my wife and I are a little crazy because you gotta we kind of love having that stuff pop up. 
it's it's still if you don't have it, you, it's not going to happen at all. Yeah, man. So. You, you got you got to have that little bit of crazy to to be a small business owner. I think, man, yeah. that that little that little like extreme nature where you're like, I'm a jump, I'm a jump, I'm a jump. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, no, if not, then you're not. <laughs> you can't be scared. Yeah, man. Even though it's a scary thing, you can't be scared. You got to be a little crazy. You got to be a little uh, on the edge, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know there's something to be said about someone who does that and, and comes out on top. I mean, yeah. when you go through some things to, to, to grind, to get it, you appreciate it more. So there, there's so much to be said. Uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick, small Omaha, people say small world. I always say small Omaha. Uh, we found out that we actually are kind of in the same circle as far as uh, how we may have, cross paths in the past. We don't need to say the name because I don't talk about the place, but a place that I worked, you were a chef there um, a as well. So we didn't know, <laughs> you know, we met each other, each other at Golden Bowl, uh, you know, a place that I frequent and yeah. we didn't know it at the time until we started talking at the uh, farmer's market the other week. And yeah, lo and yeah. behold, we probably ran across each other at one point. Oh, I'm sure. I, I think back on it, and I think talking about that place back in the day, I think I did recognize you from there, and that's what kind of set it off in my brain. Was like, wait a minute, I know I fed this dude before, but where? Yeah, yeah. Where? That's funny. That's funny. Well, shoot, Sean. You know, I know you got to get on. You've been cooking. You need to make some delivery uh, deliveries for that food. I'm actually going to meet you up at, at Golden yep. Bowl here in a minute. Uh -huh. Get some uh, of that mustard sauce. That yeah. mustard sauce. I gotta throw that out there, man. Shout out to John and them at Golden Bowl for that mustard sauce. That by far the best. Oh, geez, Carolina ain't got nothing on that, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, man. Where can people, uh, aside from the farmers market, uh, can you let everybody know where to find you out on social? You and could, any contact? You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. It's uh, A O R All Our Recipes. Um, right now that we're working off of those platforms for the moment until we can start getting everything a little balanced out better. So you can hit us up anytime. We're, we're always there. Always. My wife, my wife will wake up at two o'clock in the morning here and go off and respond right then and there on it and start planning out the day. So in Bellevue, the Bellevue farmer's market is uh, Saturdays from eight to noon. Yep. It's eight to noon out at mission park. And then of course, like I said, we, you could always come pick it up in our ghost kitchen or we can deliver it to you. And like I said, depending on how far it is, you know, you might have a little of a delivery fee, but I promise you it's worth it. Ooh. I know that wow. sounds super cocky and confident, but I mean, it's not me doing the cooking at that point. When it's terrible, it's me. When it's great, it's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, man, I, I can attest to uh, the greatness of, at least from what I've sampled so far, man. And I, I'm glad that uh, we crossed paths and, um, Man, I, I wish you guys all the success, and I hope to to be there to witness it, you know, firsthand and, and just continue to grow, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, by the way, for having us on your show, having us on the podcast here, man. It's a huge man. honor. You I mean, what? it really is to us. You have no idea how big it is to us, the fact that we're doing this right now. Dude, it just felt like it was meant to be, so I appreciate yeah. you guys agreeing to be on, man. I, I love having great new guests on, um, you know, and, and it, it – the podcast is cool because I can have so many different um, types of guests on and everybody knows if they know me, I have a passion for eating. So why not have chefs on and, and, and whatnot? 
we've had different people over the years. So I'm, I'm just glad to keep growing and have you guys on. And I'm, I, I'm excited to see what happens and to see what people think about you guys. And, and I'm interested to see what kind of feedback we'll hear uh, from this podcast. So keep me posted about it. Let me know if you guys get hit up. Um, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, please, if you're listening on Anchor or anywhere, you know, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public. We're out there. Please share. Um, help us grow. Help us get the word out. There's some good things going on in Omaha and the surrounding areas, Bellevue, Papillion, Ralston, La Vista. We are doing big things. Please support us and help us grow. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Check it. It's going to be like right, right there. Here. Right, right there. here. Yeah. Oh, right that way? It'll be way? here. Look, it'll be, yeah, somewhere. It'll yeah, be somewhere. Check it. <laughs> Subscribe uh, to stay, you know, up to date with what we've got going on. And we get, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. As we end every episode, smile, help someone else smile, laugh, and help someone else laugh all day, every day. Sean Apple, thank you guys once again for being on. Thank you so much thank for having you. us. Girl. All right. I'll see y'all soon. Yeah, see you in a bit, man. Thank you so much. Peace out. (laughs) Peace out.